Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Rufus Wainwright. I'm just playing along with you. I'm just playing along with you. Hey there, I'm Nora. With me, as usual, <laughs> is Sarah Oda. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, welcome to... Actually, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. This is my first time seeing Sarah, and she's on a FaceTime because she just had a baby. I did. I have become two people. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. She's got her little baby right there yeah. next to her. This this could go terribly wrong at any moment, but for right now. Okay, so we should get to the intro. <laughs> Let's get to the intro. <laughs> for right now, she's snoozing. Awesome. Um, but I did just want to say, We've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and we are just so thankful to our listeners for tuning in every time, subscribing and liking us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. It's been so nice to feel like people are listening. And we also have gotten so many great guest ideas from all of you, so thank you for that as well, and we are working on it. So stay tuned, follow us on social so you never miss a new episode, and gracias. Arigato. Do it for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Grazie. Okay, our guest today is the wonderfully poignant and evocative vocalist, songwriter, piano and guitar player, composer, and just incredibly charismatic person to be around, Rufus Wainwright. Yes, he's one of a kind. He really is. I've known him a long time, and it was such a pleasure to get together and and sing, sing some songs. His career spans over several studio albums, soundtracks to film and TV, classical operas, a musical, and not to mention the annual holiday concerts, which he produces with his sister, Martha Wainwright, called A Not-So-Silent Night, which you, Nora, are joining in on this year in New York. Yep, I am. It's going to be fun. And he's also celebrating the 20th anniversaries of his 2003 and 2004 albums, Want One and Want Two, with symphonic shows. Also released his latest studio album earlier this year called Folkocracy. He stays very busy and is an extraordinarily creative human. Yes, his new album, Folkocracy, is so cool. He's got a lot of special guests on it, and we get to talk about that a little. And it's just so fun to sing with someone like Rufus and... Also, he plays piano. I play only on one song on this episode because he is such an incredible pianist. So we're going to get to hear his piano playing coming up top at the tippy top. I'm excited. You're going <laughs> to love it. Hope you enjoy our new episode with Rufus Wainwright. I would love to do poses first because... Yeah. It's sort of my introduction to your music. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I fell in love that. with the song. My gosh. I mean, I feel like <laughs> this is one of those songs that gets the emotion, the harmonies you use oh, are so beautiful, you. your piano playing, everything. So Yeah, I know. I mean, this one is, um, I wrote it, uh, yeah, it was for my second album, and I wrote it partially in London and partially in New York. Okay. And it was, I think the first half was in London and the second half was in New York, and it was sort of right at that moment where you know, the high end of 
decadence was uh, was gleaming yeah. <laughs> in all of its glory. Everywhere or for you personally? <laughs> for me personally. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah and okay. in, in the world. I mean, it was just yeah. like I was on top of the world in so many ways. But, I, but at once getting there, I could then sort of see the drop, you know? And I think, yeah, in London, it was, I'd sort of arrived and, and it was very, you know, poetic and seductive and and but also sad i mean you know yeah. it's, it's like but then once i got to new york it just started to get a little more you know treacherous and and, and <laughs> the flip-flops on fifth that i love that line i can i can picture it yeah you know like it's such a great line oh, what's that chord is that a diminished chord um in which which part do you oh, mind that? if i just sprinkle yeah, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah in? yeah 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 <laughs> So, put a wig up and hold you in the green of time. 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're so good Rufus. oh honey it's good we did that one first it's so beautiful <laughs> you just did it yeah yeah well that one that one it's good we did it first because i can also psych myself up with that one like if we've done oh, yeah. a few yeah and then we're like and now we do poses because it's so there's grand there's a possibility that i'll just like forget like i'll space out or i'll forget yeah. like a It is so grand that Ah. song, (laughs) without being any any pretension or precious. You know what I mean? Like it's just from the heart. It was affected. uh, You know, one of the main influences of that song was um, actually, you know, Um Kalsum. No, she's like an Egyptian. She's probably the most uh, renowned and and beloved Egyptian classical singer. You know, around the early twentieth century, mid mid twentieth century. But she, she she only sang in the Middle East. I think she sang once in Paris, but she just had her voice. She had the greatest voice of all time. And it's that Egyptian style, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern. But that, oh, no, no, uh, oh, no. no, I didn't like know a, that. Yeah, it's more of like a Eastern kind of Egyptian it's, thing. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And what's that chord? Is that a diminished chord? It's like, oh, God, I don't know. Um, you, mean, you mean the, the on that part? Say poses. Oh, po- oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the I way you, so. the way you voice it, yeah, yeah, the way you like, like um, do like a drop two thing. Yeah, you mean this? Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. You do the. Yeah, there's a second in there. But the way you, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I was yeah. like, I think that's diminished, but I cannot yeah, figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I I will say that it's a bit, it's both my superpower and also my a bit like, uh, like Superman actually, where like kryptonite gives him his power, but it's also like where where you're the most vulnerable. Oh yeah. Because I'm just I'm really, unlike Kate, I'm my who you knew well, Kate McGarrett, my mom, who could jam with anything and, yeah. and just would really loved playing instruments probably more than anything and just would get into the song and like any style any kind of mood and uh i'm the polar opposite that every note is completely really uh, composed completely composed and it's always the same arrangement okay i didn't realize that yeah yeah so i and i have and i it's a bit of my achilles heel like to actually sit down and i've tried i should do it more you know it's actually great is that i did it sort of recently and what happened is that we did these Christmas shows. We do these family Christmas shows, which I hope you will join us. Yeah. In New well, York. What, I feel what, like uh, I yeah. did maybe yeah, you the did. first version yeah, of it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, at Carnegie Hall or Yeah, something. or it wasn't the first, yeah. but it was one of them. But you got to do it at again. Town Hall. But, but we did, um, you know, now that Kate's passed. And also I have, I have an Aunt Jane who's a great piano too, but her health is, you know, delicate, so she can't always be around. So we were just up in Saint Sever in the countryside in Canada, and we had all the kids around, and I was the only, and I had to go play the piano for all the the, ah, the carols. Yeah, and I, it was actually a great way to get in. It was good for you. Yeah, it was so because good. Because you know those songs. Yeah, you know the songs. They're simple. They're equal. You know, yeah. it's like, and you can kind of bang them out. That's all people need. Is yes. For you to bang out the chords, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to like do an amazing rendition. Pianistically, no, you know? no. So I think with the Christmas show, I need to, or not even the Christmas show, just like sitting around playing Christmas. Yeah, 
with it's, the family. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing. Everybody gathers around. Yeah, yeah. And you're, so are you like that because you studied classical piano? Yeah, I studied classical piano. So when did you ha- start? Uh, I started very, I started at six or okay. so. I was never great, uh, great, like I didn't practice enough. So I did go to McGill and, and piano and, and then, yeah, piano, but I, I didn't stay very long. But wait, wait, where? McGill in Montreal. Okay. It, what, for college? For college, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm... Conservatory. Like a, <laughs> oh, like it's like a big it, conservatory. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it's a, it's, a good, yeah. it's a good school. Okay. I kind of went straight into composition in the sense that I would just start writing music. I started writing music when I was about six or seven. Really? Songs, yeah. And, as soon and as melodies. you touched yeah, the piano. As, yeah, and I, I would even gravitate towards the piano at an earlier age yeah and just kind of bang on it i was sort of i think i re- i thought it was my mother or whatever i related it yeah. to her well because she was always playing yeah so i just was like always at the piano but it was always writing songs and creating my own thing and not really jamming or like trying to figure out other stuff yeah i did do that at certain points but yeah so i i don't know i just ended up not knowing how to jam so much. I will say, though, that it was also due to my voice. I mean, because my singing was so kind of like, they're very, um, they're like two animals that I had, that when they come together, I mm-hmm. mean, and that's a little bit like when I played poses a little bit, it's a bit sort of, that's the phenomenon that I go for. It's like yeah. the piano, they're not, they're kind of playing against each other. This the voice and the piano? Yeah. Or the, the, the counterpoint? Yeah, there's a mean, lot of yeah. counterpoint between the voice. I'm not supporting... You know, that's kind of where it gets really interesting with what I do. Because yeah. I do play them against each other. So it's it's a bit of that tension that I was, you know, drawn to, to um, create. It's what's special I'm about drawn you. drawn to create the tension. <laughs> You're drawn to the tension. <laughs> Is that drama? No. Uh, well, it's okay. It's, it's what's special. Well, what about singing when you were... Little, I mean, you just, the family would sing, right? Yes, always sang all the time. No, there was always music around. Always. I mean, always. It was, it, it was almost, uh, I'm not going to say abusive, but it was, it was definitely <laughs> like full on uh, taking advantage of the child kind of thing. How so? Like we would just sing like at parties. Oh, like and, go sing, go yeah, sing go for sing, people. Yeah, go sing, and especially uh, me. Yeah. And it was great. And you were probably into it. And it was the 70s and the point. 80s, and I was yeah. into it, but... But it was there. Were, there wasn't that. There were there were much. The, the, the boundaries were much less drawn back in that era. Yeah. So and there was and it was a pretty rowdy crowd. Um, not a lot of drugs or anything. There was a lot of drinking. Yeah. Um, and pot and stuff. It wasn't like this like crazy. Like when I came to L.A. Like in my first uh, for my first record, I ended up hanging out with a lot of other kids, of of of, of famous musicians and like Chris Stills and. Mm-hmm. And they told me stories of like growing up in LA yeah. and that whole and that folk scene, <laughs> which was scene. like ten times more freaky. But um, so it was it was Canada. <laughs> yeah, you you guys were in Montreal. Yeah, we're in Montreal. Okay, so I, which was which I think was our saving grace in a lot of ways. <laughs> but there was music all the time. But and and so you and Martha. Yeah, my your mom. Sister, Martha yeah, my mom. Wayne, what, right? what it was is that my mother, my mother, Kate was uh, essentially. It was a bit of a condition that she had in the sense that she just thought of everything musically. Yeah. Like she, if she heard a song, she would try to figure it out. If she, if somebody came in, she'd want to see if they could sing. Like that's how she would communicate with them. Oh, wow. If she, uh, if she heard something on the radio she, that was beautiful, she would always stop the car and listen to the end of the piece. Like it was just music was such a powerful force in her life for for good but yeah. also it was a little intense like it, it was it also tortured her somewhat mm-hmm. you know because she was so in touch with you know whatever the that 
that the power of that, which can be difficult, I think. And so she was just always doing music. And then my grandmother, her mother, Gabby, I think she was she had been one of you know twelve children, grew up in the depression, lived in the, yeah grew up in the depression, had a really tough life, had to work to support her family until she was in her thirties. Wow. Like, for, like her brothers and sisters couldn't do anything that she wanted to do. Yeah. So I think she had a lot of untapped uh, ambition and a lot of, you know, maybe she she would have been great on stage, but it just was never an option. So she would then sort of demand these floor shows. Yeah. <laughs> Where, of course, she at the end would be the star. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she would do her like music hall number from 1911. That's or amazing. And my mother would learn all the pieces. And Anne, Anne, of course, was also very good. And Jane as well. But Yeah, your mother's sister, Anna McGarrigal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just, it was like a kind of perfect storm. And then I was just sitting there lapping it up and, and willing. Martha hated it. She did. Oh, she hated that it. dynamic is so interesting yeah, to me between yeah. you two because you're older yeah, by how many yeah. years? By three years. So also, I have years, I yeah. have a boy who's two and a half years older yes. than a girl. Yeah, yeah. And he's very very dominant yeah, as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and Martha, what was what's fascinating about Martha that she despised it at the time. Would always be up in her room. We'd have to kind of drag her down. She would come down. Yeah. But it was always this push and pull. But she was doing her whole other thing. Okay. <laughs> in her room, like she was, she had her, she was listening. Yeah. She was paying attention. Well, she's so so I know. good. Yeah, no, I, I mean, know. she's I incredible. Know. I know she's she's her own, and and I think she had to define herself yeah. from that as well, you know. Yeah, but I even feel like you also. I mean, the way you sing is so unique to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where does that? Operatic quality comes well, from from opera. Okay, yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Just making no, sure. No, when I was thirteen, I had a mad sort of operatic. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, conversion. Yeah. Because I I heard uh, Verdi's Requiem, and uh, and by the end of that two hour slot, I was a complete opera queen. That's and, amazing. And, and I was young too. I was thirteen, and I, that's all I wanted to listen to and hear. And it was kind of my salvation on many levels. Yeah. Both musically. The gay thing, AIDS was decimating it was the world. Terrifying, yeah. And so, like, it dealt with death, and you know, yeah, you know, that all of that thing. So it was sort of opera kind of stepped in and wow, did a number on me. <laughs> I, I kind of went through an opera phase at the same age. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. my mom got tickets to the Dallas Opera. And right, right. I mean, we our first one was Puccini. Oh, and yeah. I was, yeah. I was sold. Yeah, yeah. Which one did you remember? Which one it was? Or, um, yeah, yeah. It was probably Madame Butterfly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And for a minute, I I thought I wanted to be an opera singer, even. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, No, I'm well, way too have. lazy for that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> have you, did you ever consider? I studied. Actually... Well, I mean, my my hilarious study opera story is that I went, as I said, I went to McGill Conservatory, and 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 I was I'd been singing for years and loving opera for a while, and and I could I could have been a great opera singer. I mean, I think that's pretty. You definitely certain. Could yeah. Have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if I with the training and stuff. So I I kind of was curious about you know what that would take and at the time i was wearing it was the it was you know the the the, the 90s and i was had this kind of weird funky outfit with like a fiorucci jacket and clogs i was wearing clogs <laughs> I, I can picture and, like, it ripped up and like you know women's sunglasses whatever i just had yeah. this look and i went in and sang for the professor and he was like oh that's very good you have a very beautiful voice but i have to say uh the clogs have to go <laughs> And I was like, you know what? The clocks are staying. <laughs> and I walked out. And that was and that was why I didn't. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And that that was it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
I wish I had that moment recorded on video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your loss. Did you ever hear from that guy again? No. 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 I heard he was a great singer. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was like one of these Straussian tenors. He would do um, King Herod, which oh, is wow. from Salome, which is one of the most insane roles. <laughs> So he would ask for like you know he would have to cut off John the Baptist's head. Yeah, maybe I made the wrong decision. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, let's do another song. Yeah. Do you want to? Um, let's try. Um, I I really wanted to do go into a town yeah, since you're at the yeah, piano yeah, yeah, let's still. Do that. Yeah, let's just do that. My gosh, this is another yeah, epic yeah. one. Now this one. As I said, the piano arrangement is much simpler. It's less composed. Okay. Um, so please play a lot. <laughs> I'll play more. Honestly, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I didn't know what to do yeah, with poses. Hard. Yeah, with poses, you gotta... It's, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. to do, and then I was like, I can't do anything yeah, yeah, on this. It's, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know, it has its thing. But this one is meant to be Yeah. To be tossed around I do, I like that about this one. And I also... Uh, what year did you write this one? Well, I wrote this... Uh, I wrote this right after the United States invaded Iraq. This is a response That's to, what that, I thought. to that situation. So what was that, like 90? Or 90. Two, no, 2000. 2003, Something maybe? like two? that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember. Right after the Iraqi invasion. So. Well, let's play it, yeah. and then we'll, we'll yeah. um, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to a town that has already been burnt down I'm going to a place that has already been disgraced I'm going to see some folks who have already been let down I'm so tired of Oh, 
kind. <laughs> the opera there. Came. Does the opera? <laughs> Holy crap! That song is deep. Uh, sadly, it's become right now a perennial. <laughs> Used to be every four years. Yeah, it's every. Now it's every year. Sadly, that that song comes up again as a, you know, a meaningful comment on what's going on right now isn't that weird it just no it's it's it it goes in cycles it doesn't yeah well it seems like it it used to be more longer cycles yeah yeah you know because even after biden won and i'm a big biden fan and i think he's doing a great job but it doesn't whatever i mean there's still all the stuff (laughs) that's falling down yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's so. crazy. I, I had a song kind of similar timing yeah, yeah. that was about, it was my yeah, yeah, yeah. version of whatever yeah, yeah, comment. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember being worried at the time that it wouldn't be relevant by the time the album came out. Yeah, and yeah. it would, and then it just like always is relevant. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And the, it was kind of more about the election yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and all this stuff. But um, I remember whenever Obama was elected... I still sang it because it was around election day. Yeah, yeah. But the meaning of it flipped. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was like the other side yes. related to it. Yes, yes. I had the exact yeah. same thing. I had the exact same thing. So even though my intent yeah. writing it yeah. meant one thing yeah. to me, it flipped yeah, for yeah. I totally whoever, had that. whichever side yeah, you were on. Because when I first wrote it, people would boo. Certain people would boo. Uh huh. And even leave, you know. I had one experience where I was I was doing it with an orchestra, and the and the the first trumpet player got <gasps> up and walked off. Oh my gosh! During the song, you know. Did he not was, go to rehearsal? No, or? he was at rehearsal. He, but oh, he, did it as, he did it as a he protest. He gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it was like. Anyways, but wow. I mean, but he was a big Trump person. Anyways, but yes, but then I had this weird thing where I would play it during Trump years and certain play- things, and um, and they, yeah, the, the conservatives would relate to it more. You all just hold hands <laughs> and know. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like it feels really good to write this kind of song when yeah. you're frustrated. Yes. It's like, for me, it feels better than trying to say my feelings on social media oh, yeah. or something oh, I, yeah. I feel so much oh, better God. channeling it into yes. whatever I'm doing oh very much and so. having it take that over yeah so. and I will say you know there's another song of mine which I wrote more in the Trump era which I which it's called the Sword of Damocles and you should check it out it was it was it was it was um produced by Thomas Bartlett produced it oh yeah I did it at his studio and uh and it was written about more about the Trump stuff but it's a great. Well, first it was it was mixed by Tom Elmhurst, who's oh, yeah. such an amazing I love him. Mi- mixer, and uh, and it's a really special track, and sort of Damocles, sort of Damocles, okay. and it's around. There's something also about writing around those times and do, trying to do something, you know, to counter it artistically, musically, and it actually, I don't know, I, I think it does rub off. Yeah. On the recording, even like yeah, just, yeah. You know, there's a the, rawness. You know, there's, there's, yeah, and there's a kind of spirit to it that yeah. is. Um, that you should take advantage of when you when you've written these songs that are more you know commenting political, yeah. political do you find that you go in trying to do that or they just inspire they just like inform what you're doing as you're going mm. along i think it gets pretty bad and it just has to it just happen. comes out yeah, yeah you're not yeah. going no, in and being I'm like no, i'm yeah. gonna write a no, protest no, no, song but no it that's, gets pretty bad yeah, yeah that's the thing really bad. And, that, and the first time was with this song when 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 you know, when we invaded Iraq, and then the the second time was sort of Damocles when the Trump years were just yeah like, unbelievable yeah that people always ask me about like how do you write a 
I'm like, I don't think you go it's interesting out though, because to I, do it. Yeah, you don't. But I, I have been, you know, I have this folk record coming out. Yeah. Folkocracy. And uh, I'm singing a Peggy Seeger song ah. on there. And it's not a political song, but I'm, I'm a big fan of hers and of Pete Seeger and the whole Seeger thing. But um, but she's she's still with us and uh, still performs and she's amazing. But I'm really going back into her catalog and, and, and the work that they did. That was part of my mother's world and yeah. my dad's world in the 70s and 60s and stuff. And there, you know, they would have at least, you know, a good 50% or even more were political songs. Yeah. Like you did that. That's like, what you, you know, it that was, was less. What, uh, that's what you were there for. Yeah. I mean, you were there to make the world a better place. You were there to sing for the, for the underprivileged and the oppressed. And, yeah. And, and, and I think that's missing a little bit now. People you know? are scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or they're not inspired yeah, for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, or they or they put that energy into like a social media post yeah, instead yeah, of a song. Yeah, yeah, maybe no, I know. I which know. yeah, which yeah. Is, I prefer the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, like like I know how you feel yeah, by hearing this song, yeah. and I'm deeply. I moved. will say though that I that I think that I I have hope. I have hope. Yeah. That the pendulum will swing. I think it I th- will. I think with what's ha- I think actually considering. What I mentioned before with, you know, Biden won the presidency, Democrats kept the Senate and all that stuff, but it's still a shit show and horrible things are happening. It is. And it's really up to the people to it, get out there and do do their thing. It and, is, and but so, the political game is so, yeah. it's so hard to get in there. Yeah, and but I think it's it. all hands on deck at the moment. It ha- yeah, it has to be. So get out, we should, there should be a re- re- resurgence of resurgence. political songwriting. Do you play this song at every show? I play it at a lot of shows. Yeah. It's actually, it's on the Folkocracy record. Oh, you put this on the yeah, Folkocracy? That's one great. Song, it's the one song of mine that I... I'm so that glad. I, uh, ...that I put on as a folk song. Did you have I, a, a person duetting yeah, on it? Yeah, I have a per- I, I sing with Anoni. Amazing. Yeah, Anoni and I do it. Love. Yeah, yeah. You did duets on this whole album, pretty much? Except yeah, for, like, maybe yeah. one? No, it's not, it's not only duets. It's, okay. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a range of offerings, but it, but it is, there's, it's, it's duet heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love so, that, um, the John Legend song. Yeah, I didn't know that song. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's beautiful. That's the Peggy Seeger that's song. That's the Peggy yeah, Seeger song. Yeah. Okay. So there's that one, and then, of course, um, there's also uh, amazing singing uh, Cotton Eye Joe with, with Shaka Khan. That's incredible. And uh, and also uh, David Byrne. And we're doing like a Moondog song. Do you know Moondog? No. Yeah, no, check out Moondog. Okay. It's amazing. That's incredible. And you did um, Down in the Willow Down Garden. Down in the Willow Garden. With Brandi Carlisle. Yes, yes. She's perfect for yes, that. Yeah, yeah, no, she is. She's she an incredible is. singer. Yeah, and I'd love to sing it with you. I would love to. Yeah. You know, I actually recorded this song uh, yes, yes. No, it's with um, Billy Joe Armstrong. Wow. We did, <laughs> we, we did this um, Everly Brothers record. Right, right, right. And actually, it was incredible. It was so yeah. fun. Um, yeah, well, in my opinion, the Everly Brothers are kind of, they're kind of like, if you were going to think of like the, the, the American stars as actual stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in the firmament. Uh-huh. They're like these two, they're like the twins or something, you know, like this, these yes. two kind of cast or Castor and Pollux or whatever. They're like this. Like the seven star. sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're um, a group of stars. Yeah. Two stars, two kind of twins. You're right. Star. Yeah. It's beautiful. The, yeah, they're incredible. There, yeah. And they had that sibling thing, which you and Martha had. Have, yes, yes, and yes. and which you know you also had with your mom the yeah. the, fami- the familial 
singing together yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's another kind of vibration that it really is genetic. Vibration. It's so funny because you do all have your own distinct voices, but yeah, when you sing yeah. together, it's just it comes. I magical. still want to know what that word is for a thing, a group of stars. You oh, know, I don't a, know what it is. Um, oh God. We'll, we'll, constellation. We'll, oh, a constellation. <laughs> a two-person Christ. constellation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try to play guitar yeah, on this yeah, just to great. break that it up a little. That would be great. What key do you do it in? Or? I'll do it in the key you did it on the record. Okay. Great, Which is something capoed. I, you know, I might need some <laughs> lyrics a little bit just to okay. glance. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. I think Sarah can print them. Okay. Great. So much fun, this is this so is fun. Great. Usually, yeah. I feel like I play more, but I, you sound so great. Uh, There's nothing for me uh, to do when you're playing and singing. I just well, I want, I want, I want to get you the real pianist. No way. On this instrument. Well, it'll be fun. We'll switch it up. And yeah. <laughs> singing to this mic. Probably right. Are these lyrics right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. All right, I'm going to play guitar okay, for us. Here we go. <laughs> Down in the willow garden Where me and my love did meet As we sat According, my love fell off to sleep. I had a bottle of burgundy wine. My love, she did not know. So. Tears dimmed eyes 
That's fun. It's funny though. Always these simple ones are the most are the most challenging. Yeah. Like, because it's so. But it, and I also always keep thinking about the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. And how did they? Like, how did they? Yeah. And we're they, trying to not be them. Yeah, but, yeah, but you but you want to be them. But yeah, no, that that was. They're fun. just so smooth. Yeah, yeah, and they have this kind of strange thing of like singing out, but not singing out at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You know. It's yeah, so it was sad. a funny like, balance. Yeah. It yeah, was my like mother. Control. My, did you ever meet any of them? Or no, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, no, my mom did. Did she? Well, she met. She had this amazing night once where they were on tour. I guess they were probably doing some sort of festival, and um, they ended up hanging out at a bar with 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 the two of them. And, oh uh, man! And they like played music all night. And, How fun! Uh, and it was and it was you know one of the great. It was something that my mother you know, there's a few experiences in her life. Uh, that happened. That was one of them where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, I, I, I've done it. You know, like, yeah. But she probably grew up on. Them. Yeah, she grew up on yeah. them, and all, they were her idols. And um, but she, but what was funny is that she, they had this song called "Complaint pour Saint Catherine," which is a French song that was kind of a hit in 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 parts of Europe and and in, in Canada and stuff. And it's a really brilliant song, anyways. But um, and I guess they were trading off songs and and. Uh, and they sang that song, and and they went completely crazy for this French song, and they, and they made my mother and aunt, my mother and my aunt sing it like three times. Really? They're like, sing that song, Saint Catherine. I love that song. Like like, and it was this French Canadian folk thing that they yeah. written that they didn't understand a word of it. Yeah. But they just thought it was so amazing, you know. And, and they had the sisters and the brothers thing yeah, together. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a night that I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I just, I, you know, I just imagined the Garagos from the Everleys. You know, pretty special. The bar all night. I can imagine that yeah. too. I'm gonna just put this down. You were happy with that? Yes, yes. Great. Yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful. A little, a little, you know, disturbing. <laughs> yeah, slightly depressing yeah, material. Yeah. Um, do we have an upper one? Yeah. Two, yeah, I mean, this is an old traditional, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even know. It's a murder ballad. Who wrote it? Yeah, no, it's I don't, I don't one think of those. It's, yeah, I think yeah. It's one of those. Um, yeah, the yeah, well, I want to hear you at the piano. Yeah, now. I want to yeah. play for you. Okay, yeah. Um, um, we have a couple we could try. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll trade you places. Okay, yeah, because I have to say, you know, your your piano playing is, I've always been jealous of your No. All right, say it on the mic. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you about the Judy Garland yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. We can get into let's, that. Let's get in. <laughs> um, so you, you did Judy Garland live at Carnegie Hall. You, yes. You did the entire show yeah. at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up on that record? Well, you know, what's bizarre, this is what's, okay, this is what happened. Okay, I was born. <laughs> you were born. Well, actually, it starts before that. Okay. My dad was born. 
And he, for a period, lived in Hollywood because my grandfather was a writer for Life magazine. Okay. So, do you want to hear the whole story here? I kind of yeah, do. Okay, okay. I'm interested. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, 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 and, and my, grand, my grandfather, Loudon Wainwright, the, the junior, okay. the second, was a fairly well-known uh, columnist for the Life magazine. He had a thing called The View From Here, which was one of the only columns, regular columns, in Life magazine. Life magazine was usually photographs, but he would have this sort of column about his life and the way the world was around him and stuff. And and people really and he was a very well known figure in, in, in journalism. And he also he worked with Joan Didion. He he also was he was in you know, he went to China with Reagan and stuff. Like he did a, he was a great writer. And for a while I guess he was covering Hollywood mm -hmm. in, in the fifties. And uh, and they lived in Beverly Hills and uh, and they lived very close to Judy Garland. And I guess somehow they befriended each other, my my grandfather and Judy or you know, they they met each other. And my dad, I don't think he did it a lot, but he would, yeah, he would hang out with Liza Minnelli oh when they God. were when they were ten, around ten years old. That's so wild. And, and Lorna, I think, was there, and and also my aunt Teddy, and um, so they would all hang out at Judy's house. And there's some hilarious memory that my aunt has where you know I think Judy Garland was babysitting them, and all she remembers was they were kind of they were kind of sitting on the shag carpet. And Judy Garland was on a couch with a broken leg and a scotch. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we just sort of like, I'm sure there was help. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she probably yeah, wasn't yeah, alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think yeah. she was, yeah, but it was sort of like, she just remembers that vision. Wow. So, so and, and, but, but, but Liza and Loudon were, yeah, they were the, they were the same age. And, and, and Liza was. Liza the, and your dad. Yeah, Liza and my dad. Yeah were the same age, and she ended up being the first girl that he was ever in love with. Oh, my His God. His first love was Liza Minnelli. Like, he really fell head over heels in love. <gasps> then they had to leave uh, L.A., or they he, he, they were sent back to New York, and my dad wrote his very first love letter to Liza Minnelli, uh, and he must have been 11 or 12 or something. And, dear um, Liza. And, he, and, the, and the opening line is great. It was, Dear Liza, what do you think of this guy Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a great. Uh, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she never replied. Never. And it totally broke his heart. And um. And so he's eleven when he writes. This yeah, okay. yeah. So she never replied. And then years later, there was a thing where you know he wrote this little song about her, and she was you know doing really well with cabaret. And somebody in an interview said, "Oh, do you know Loudon Wainwright? Because he had written this little ditty about her." And she said, "Quite." Bitchily, she was like, oh, yeah, no, that's Loudy. I remember Loudy. And then she said, oh, and uh, judging by that song, you know, I have a good voice coach for him <gasps> if he needs one. In an interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she totally, like, <laughs> cut him, which is ironic. My dad sings incredibly well yeah. still. yeah. The same can't be said. Just watch out what you say. <gasps> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a watch letter it. to life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out what you say on the way up, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. Not, but I look, and I, and I, and I, well, actually, it gets deeper because. Really? That, so, so that had happened. But she, I, there, I don't know if there was any bad blood or anything, but then, then years later, I met Liza, and she knew who Loudon was, and, and she was like, oh, Rufus, you know, and, and we kind of hung out for about five seconds, not a lot. 
But um, but at, but at that point, I was discovering what what happened is that I'd always loved Judy Garland. I'd always had a, mostly with the Wizard of Oz and like mm. her, mo- her her movies, and I didn't know the Carnegie Hall sh- record. I, yeah. I'd heard of it, yeah, but I'd never listened to it. And I have a strange feeling that I was waiting, like something something was was not um, something. Some what other things had to happen, yeah, you know, like and I. But I always knew it was there. That's interesting. And so so I kind of, but I but I I was a, and 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 this and the Judy Garland obsession was was really pretty profound in the sense that as a child there was the whole you know Dorothy thing which was very powerful, and the Andy Hardy and all of that. And then when I moved to L.A. And I was, you know, partying a lot and hanging out in very, you know, decadent uh, areas. I then related a lot to her, you know, more louche side yeah. and like the recordings of her later in life, you know, where she's hilarious, but it's also pretty horrifying as mm-hmm. well. So I got into that end of her, and then you know, so so I sort of I was a full blown, and I really was this. It was the situation where I would go to a record, and I remember I would go to Tower Records. Which used to be on, you know, Sunset yeah. and right around here, and um, with the, every intention of buying, you know, the latest Radiohead album, and I would leave with like five Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what happened? <laughs> like, you know, like, like how did that <laughs> this like blackout? Uh, and uh, <laughs> so I kind of went on and on and on, and and at a certain point, actually, I th- I realized that I kind of had to like almost exercise her from me, like have an exorcism of sorts because she was sort of haunting me a lot. And then I met Liza, who was around a time when I when I first got sober. Okay. And that was, you know, I won't get too much into that, but but uh but but I at suddenly it dawned and, and I and I'd said like, oh and she and she, Liza knew, you know, Loudon and it was sort of this it was kind of chummy for 5 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I wanted to do the, then I said like, now's the time to listen to the Judy Garland record. And so I listened to it and it was right after I I had quit drinking. Um and also and also America had inv- invaded Iraq. It was oh, around that time. It was time. an emotional time. It was just an intense time and that record kind of instilled or or, or no, it didn't instill, but it but it it, it became a thread. Of 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 my love for America, like yeah. through all the crap, I was like, whenever I put that record on, I was reminded that the U.S. can be great. You're making me emotional. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like with the songwriting and the yeah. you know, and, and the glory of her, yeah. and just just a, a, you know more a more a better time, and that maybe a better time will come again, and all that. So I I kind of like held on to that record. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a crazy story. <laughs> for, for for dear life, and then so I said, well, you know, I want to do it again. I w- I'd like to I'd like to sing it, um, and of course, then I told Liza, and she was horrified. She she thought it was she, not a good idea. Oh, she was like, why would you ever want to do that? Like she took it as an affront. Oh wow! And um, and never talked to me again. Oh my gosh! And very much um, even tried at one point to, to to not make me you know to like stop it. I. Th- I have a sense it might have been something she wanted to do. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. But you it was don't know. but it hit this nerve with her yeah. where she just I was like out of her life. Wow. And every and I'd see her at parties and she would like walk by me as if I didn't exist. And it was very it was very interesting because I think I just I, look, I I get it. I think anything close with her mother and her is like something different. Something something that you just don't trespass and and I did. And but yeah. but but um 
So anyway, so we did the show, and, and Lorna was in the show, her, her half-sister. and uh, She supported it. She supported it. I mean, the show was a, a yeah, great was, tribute. Was a, yeah, it was a great tribute. To that it was, album. Yeah, it was and a success. And I no way feel that I, you know, eclipsed her at all. <laughs> I think, I, I, if anything, I made it my own, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of... Created, I mean, it was an event. Yes, it was a huge event. And, and the original show was an event yeah, because yeah. it was her it was like her comeback show yeah, yeah it was like her resurrection it was ways, yeah. and it was the most i grew up listening to that record my yeah. mom had it on vinyl yeah yeah and i used to listen to it and i used to get so emotional yeah. at the encore when they keep yelling yeah, yeah, for her yeah, and you yeah, can yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. how emotional i'm yeah, getting yeah, like emotional yeah. thinking about this <laughs> i used to cry yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just like a joyful moment yeah, but yeah, it was like yeah. so emotional for yeah, me yeah yeah when they yeah. would call her back and back and she's like well we'll just sing them all yeah and, yeah, 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 yeah and you could tell how emotional it was yeah, for yeah, her yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy because yeah. i grew up listening to it and um so when you did that my mom who was living in the city at the time yeah yeah she bought tickets and yeah, yeah, yeah. and she made an event out of it. Oh wow! So we came, and I don't know if I knew you then, but yeah. I could have easily yeah, yeah, yeah. gotten backstage passes yeah, at yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. year was this? Yeah, yeah, that was like two thousand and six or something. Yeah, yeah but my mom yeah, got yeah, like yeah, nosebleed yeah. seats at yeah, Carnegie yeah, Hall, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we just went as yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. And we oh, watched wow, it, oh, and wow. it made her life. Oh, that's amazing. yeah. She was so yeah. happy. No, it made I mean, her so happy. I think I think a lot of I think people understood. Look. I got through the show. There's some amazing moments that I that I did. It's not Judy Garland. It's not that. But there was this sort of sense that everybody wanted to celebrate. Yes. Everybody want everybody needed to get together. Everybody needed It was that time as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 there was like and I had tapped into that <clears throat> that zeitgeist and um the other thing to, and you know and it's interesting cuz my grandparents went to the original show. Really? Yeah, they were guests yeah, of okay. Judy's, you know, of the original one, and um, and the Liza thing, you know, I it's 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 it kind of saddens me because um, whatever, whatever, it's it it doesn't really matter, but 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 it is uh, that was the only kind of strange part of it, but but other than that, other than that, yeah, no, it was great fun, and, and on a more technical level, there's really Rufus. Before Liza, before Liza, <laughs> she's haunting me now. She's haunting she's you. Here. <laughs> she's here with us. Yeah. I have a special guest. Yeah. She's waiting in the wings. <laughs> oh, I wish that would be amazing. No, there's pre-Judy and post-Judy Rufus. Yeah, and, it changed you. Yeah, it changed me very much. Most, and, and I just mean as a singer, you know, because uh -huh. I because I knew for one thing that you know before I think before I did that show I was fairly. Well, I was drinking a lot, so I was just very kind of happy, happy go lucky. Like I just sort of went with the flow, and I sort of every night was this kind of tornado, and and I and, and there were certain evenings where I, but I, you know, I didn't think about my breathing. I didn't think about like pronouncing mm -hmm. things. Like I just was very loose, which is which. Uh, there's brilliant moments when I was young and that was happening, but there's also a lot that I look back on and I'm like, oh God, it's kind of embarrassing. And then, um, but then once I did the Judy show, like I was like, I gotta, people have to understand the lyrics. Yeah. I have to breathe. I have to, you to economize, you know, my yeah. energy. I have to, you know, create this kind of tremendous arc, both in each song and also in the concert itself. And yeah, I had to have a, a certain amount of discipline and that was very, whatever, I think I became a much better singer. Yeah. Afterwards, it affected you in that way. Yeah. Which wow. Is, which, which I think, for me, in a strange way, that's probably why I did it. 
Well, it was like a know. master class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thrown so, into the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it's funny because it's also like even to this day there are certain you know hardcore Judy fans who are like, wow, it's terrible. I can't believe he did that. And like they just not into it, but they don't understand those songs belong to everybody, and it's really yeah. about the songs. I mean, the songs. Also, as a songwriter, I wanted to get mm -hmm. into that. You know, those are all. I mean, they're yes, it's Judy's show, but it's not. You know, the songs were are eternal and they belong to everybody. And, I, I hate you know, when, well, I don't hate. I, you know. I actually kind of love when people get like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know what? You don't have to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does it make you so mad? It's insane. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, but I don't know what we're going to do. Um, Let's try. Um, how long has this been going on? Yeah, it's my favorite yeah, song from yeah, that album. Yeah. And, um, I just want to make do you sure. You want to switch off some yeah, verses? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that would be. Amazing. I think that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, but I also I feel like your version switches the verses a little differently than hers. So I just want to make sure I have the correct lyrics. Yeah, give me give me whichever you want. Yeah, why don't we we can map it out a tiny bit. What? I have to say I've, and before we start this, I, I read the greatest musical, uh, poetic quote about singing recently. Which you ever heard of Pessoa? No. He's this uh, poet from um, Portugal, from like the 30s or whatever. But he, uh, I was reading this poem, and, and, and the poem said, um, the first line was, sing like you're listening. <laughs> that is <laughs> that, so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sing that, that's, that's been, yeah, I've been thinking about that line a lot. Sing like you're listening. <laughs> it's hard to remember when you're yeah. when you're young, right? And you're just yeah. you're only listening to your voice. Yeah. I, I had a um, a teacher in college that said, "Don't fall in love with the sound of your own voice too much." Yeah, <laughs> and I always was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get yeah, it now. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> it was good advice. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. could cry salty tears Where have I been all these years Listen you tell me do How long has this been going on There were tears down my spine And some thrills I can't define Little wow Tell me now How long has this been going on? Dear one in your Divine rendezvous Don't wake me if I'm asleep Let me dream that it's true Kiss me once Then once more What a done 
And that piano break was gorgeous. Oh, good. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Oh, honey. Oh, that was great. That Thank was great. You. Thank you Thank for you. doing this. Thank you for having me. It was me. so fun yes. to see you. Yes. Oh, that was so fun. Thank you so much for listening. What an amazing performer. He's he's really a masterful storyteller through his music. It gives me like goosebumps every song. I know. He, also, I don't feel like he sings. He's he's never phoning it in when no. he sings. It's always like right yeah, there. 2000%. You know? And I love hearing all the stories from when he was growing up and like in that I house know. full of so much talent. He really painted that picture so well. Yeah, he told some, some juicy stories there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got some tour dates coming up, so check out if he's performing live near you. Follow him to stay up to date with all his various projects. If you want to know what we played in this episode, we played Poses, which is the title track from Rufus's 2001 album. We played Going to a Town from his album Release the Stars in 2007. We played Down in the Willow Garden, which is a traditional Appalachian murder ballad. Murder originating in the 19th century, probably from Ireland. Um, and it's been recorded by dozens of people, including um, a beautiful version by the Everly Brothers. It's also featured on his latest album, Folkocracy. We also did the classic Gershwin standard, How Long Has This Been Going On?, which was famously recorded by Judy Garland. Today's episode was recorded at Nightbird Recording Studios in Los Angeles, California. Recorded by Colton Lakey, assisted by Luis Sanchez Navarro. Mixed by Jamie Landry. 
Edited by Pregnant Sarah Oda. Additional editing and mixing by Matthew Vasquez. Additional engineering by Matt Marinelli. Artwork by Eliza Fry. Photography by Shervin Linez. Coordinating producer, Rachel Ward. Produced by me and Sarah Oda.